only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size My Pillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at My Pillow, And now, Lindell TV brings you The Stone Zone with legendary Republican strategist and political icon and pundit Roger Stone. Stone has served as a senior campaign aide to three Republican presidents. He is a New York Times bestselling author and a longtime friend and advisor of President Donald Roger Trump. Stone. As an outspoken libertarian, Stone has appeared on thousands of broadcasts, spoken at countless venues, and lectured before the prestigious Oxford Political Union and the Cambridge Union Society. Due to his four-plus decades in the political and cultural arena, Stone has become a pop culture icon. And now, here's your host, Roger Stone. Welcome, I'm Roger Stone, and yes, you are back in the Stone Zone. If the last 24 hours prove anything, it's that 24 hours can be a daytime, uh, a lifetime in American politics. Late yesterday afternoon, it appeared that Rhino Tom Emmer, uh, a liberal Republican from Minnesota, was well positioned to become Speaker of the House. Mr. Emmer's views and his record would certainly not have reflected the majority of the Republican caucus, but it appeared that former Speaker Kevin McCarthy was effectively maneuvering for Emmer's selection. The selection of Tom Emmer's was effectively torpedoed by President Donald J. Trump, who not only called him out on social media, but reportedly worked the phones actively with House, remembers, House members of the caucus. The last three weeks of what the fake news media would depict as caucus have produced the very best possible result. We did uh, Congressman uh, Mike Johnson of Louisiana as Speaker of the U.S. House. Uh, and it's important to know that our goal in today's show is to not only tell you who uh, Congressman Mike Johnson, now Speaker Mike Johnson is, where he stands, uh, and to take a hard look at the things that uh, he must do as Speaker to save this country. First, let's give you a little taste of Mike Johnson himself. Uh, it uh, was heartening to me that the very first thing he did was to ask the Republican caucus to pray with uh, Reverend Franklin Graham, who does not endorse candidates for office, spoke of the fine Christian character uh, of uh, Mike Johnson. Here is the speaker himself. 
I want to say to the American people, on behalf of all of us here, we hear you. We know the challenges you're facing. We, we know that, uh, that there's a lot going on in our country, domestically and abroad, and we are ready to get to work again to solve those problems, and we will. Our mission here is to serve you well, to restore the people's faith in this House, in this great and essential institution. My, my dad, it was mentioned my dad was a firefighter. He was an assistant chief uh, in the fire department in my hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana, a little town in northwest Louisiana. On September 17, 1984, when I was 12 years old, he was critically uh, burned and permanently disabled in the line of duty. All I ever wanted to be when I grew up was the chief of the fire department in Shreveport. Um, but after the explosion on that fateful day, he nearly died, and it was a long road back, and it changed all of our life trajectories. I'm the oldest of four kids, and, and my dad, um, he lived with pain all the rest of his life for decades more, and I lost my dad to cancer three days before I got elected to Congress, three days. And he wanted to be there um, at my election night so badly. Um, I'm the first college graduate in my family. This was a big deal to him. And um, so it was several weeks after that, it was early 2017, 2017, uh, it was my freshman term, and, and um, it, it fell to me to be in the rostrum one night to serve here as Speaker Pro Tem. I thought that was a big deal until I figured out that's what you do for freshmen late at night. <laughs> and I, I want to, I think if my memory serves, Ms. Jackson Lee was, um, was winding down one of her long, eloquent speeches. <laughs> and not, not that I was not in, enraptured by her speech, but I, I looked up looked up at the top in, in uh, the chamber there, and I saw the face of Moses staring down. And um, I just felt in that moment the weight of this place, right? The, the history that is revered here and the future that we are called to forge. And I really was just kind of almost overwhelmed with emotion. It occurred to me in that moment, it had been several weeks, and I had not had an opportunity yet to grieve my dad's passing. And, and um, I just had this sense that, that somehow he knew. And I had tears come to my eyes, and I was standing here, and I'm wiping them away, and then it suddenly occurs to me, the late-night C-SPAN viewers are going to think something's very wrong with the new young congressman from Louisiana. It, it wasn't Sheila's speech. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I just knew in that moment that my, my, my dad, my father, would be, would be proud of me, and I felt that he was. And, and I think all of our parents are proud of what we're called to do here. I think all the American people at one time had great pride in this institution, but right now, um, that's in jeopardy. And we have a challenge before us right now to rebuild and restore that trust. Th this is a, a beautiful country. It's the beauty of America that allows a, a firefighter's kid like me to come here and serve in this sacred chamber where great men and women have served before all of us and strive together to build and then preserve what Lincoln did refer to as the last best hope of man on earth. We stand at a very dangerous time. I'm stating the obvious. We all know that. The world is in turmoil. But a strong America is good for the entire world. So uh, we played that to give you some flavor of who uh, Speaker Mike Johnson is. Uh, but let's talk about his record. First of all, uh, he is a constitutional lawyer who has worked with numerous religious groups. Uh, he worked as a college professor and a conservative talk show host. 
so at least he understands uh, what I do. Uh, he served as a member of the Louisiana State House 2015 to 2017, uh, was elected uh, to the U.S. House of Representatives uh, in 2016. Uh, he has served as vice chairman of the House Republican Conference. Uh, he served most importantly on President Donald Trump's first Senate impeachment defense trial team. I think that is extraordinarily important. He drafted the House Republican legal brief in support of the application by Texas Attorney General uh, Paxton uh, to the U.S. Supreme Court to review uh, the results of the 2020 election. Uh, he objected to the certification of Joe Biden's election results. By the way, that's perfectly legal. It is not seditious. It's not treasonous. It's constitutionally solid, uh, and it's allowed under our system of government. Uh, he uh, was also uh, a supporter of President's 2017 executive order prohibiting immigration from seven Muslim countries. Uh, here is a quick bite of Donald Trump uh, and his reaction to the election of Speaker Johnson. I just want to congratulate Mike Johnson. He will be a great Speaker of the House, and we were very happy to help. I've known him for a long time. He's a tremendous leader, a tremendous man. He comes from a wonderful place, Louisiana. He is going to be, uh, he's going to make us all proud. So at this time yesterday, nobody was thinking of Mike. And then we put out the word, and now he's the Speaker of the House. So I want to just uh, thank all of the supporters that I have. And I want to thank all of the supporters that Mike has. And again, he'll be a great speaker. I think you're going to be very proud of him. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Now, some people have criticized Florida Congressman Matt Gates for toppling the first domino uh, that set this entire selection in process. But the truth of the matter is, I am not one of those. I have praised Matt Gates uh, for an act of principle. Kevin McCarthy made multiple commitments to the Republican caucus that he did not keep, uh, and Matt Gates called him on it. Here's a quick bite of Matt Gates. Tried to scuttle this process. He got at first 30 some odd people and then 40 some odd people to vote for him. And the McCarthy objective was to block any other candidate from being able to assume the speakership. And after a while, that became evident. McCarthy scuttled Scalise. He ultimately scuttled Jordan. He ultimately scuttled Emmer. And at the end of the day, the universal appeal of Mike Johnson was too strong for him to oppose. Hours ago, Congressman Molinaro of New York stood up and made a unanimous consent request after Mr. Emmer had pulled out for us at that exact moment to take a roll call vote on Mike Johnson. And guess which member of Congress objected to that unanimous consent request? Kevin McCarthy, because he hadn't figured out a way to sabotage Mike Johnson. Mike is the right guy. He is an inspirational leader. I'm so excited to go elect him Speaker of the House. Can you talk a little bit more about why you think Johnson is the right fit for the job? Yeah, he is uh, really an oversight bulldog. I've been sitting next to Mike Johnson for seven years on the House Judiciary Committee. We are no longer going to have the logjam for subpoenas and for oversight and for the rigorous work that, that our call demands. 
also as the Republican Study Committee chairman, he was a real fiscal hawk and he showed how to put downward pressure on spending. And unlike even other candidates who I enthusiastically supported, Mike Johnson wants to move away from governing by continuing resolution and he wants to have spending bills that address single issues. Uh, I don't think we're going to, you know, you heard a lot of, of uh, the Speaker-designate's discussion about Israel and his remarks, but you didn't hear this obsession to follow the Biden administration lashing Israel to Ukraine and forcing our goodwill toward Israel to, to carry the political anchor that is Ukraine funding at this time in the House Republican Caucus. So those would be some of the things initially that are giving us a, a lot of hope. Great. Thanks, guys. Did he, did he mention in the room anything about, um, you know, during his candidate pitch, anything about how he's going to handle spending or the Ukraine? Yeah, yeah. He, what was his in, in, in uh, his campaign for House Speaker, Mike Johnson indicated that he wanted to move the appropriations bills rather than try to govern long-term through continuing resolution. Other candidates favored long-term continuing resolutions. Mike Johnson wants the very single subject bills I've been fighting for. So and he did what did you say that. about Israel? Uh, two very key takeaways there. First of all, Matt Gates, and I agree with this based on his record, believes that Speaker Johnson will be as aggressive now in his pursuit of justice and full exposure of the crimes of Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family. Uh, maybe we can finally see subpoenas. Subpoenas like the House Democrats issued in, when they had control of the House Intelligence Committee or their phony January 6th investigation. Joining me now to help break this down is my good friend, retired Lieutenant Colonel Ivan Raiklin. Uh, Ivan is a former Green Beret and a constitutional attorney. He's also a bulldog when it comes to reform. He is tireless. He is relentless. He is energetic. Uh, he often hits my phone at two and three in the morning. Uh, he is a true friend, and I'm delighted to have him <laughs> join me. In this <laughs> Thank you, Roger. Indefatigable is the word I, I attribute to you, and that's what forces me and motivates me into pushing forward and exposing these lawless, illegitimate, particularly executive branch actors. So we have a few minutes before we have to go to commercial break, but uh, give me your initial impression regarding the election of, uh, of, of uh, Speaker Mike Johnson. Yeah, so approximately three or four weeks ago, I was thinking to myself, who can garner the necessary 217 votes? And I went down the list of who the Uniparty would put forward, and uh, I thought to myself it would be Scalise, then Ammer, and then after that, maybe potentially, uh, you know, down the list from there, they would have to determine who would be palatable, which kind of, that, that short list doesn't continue beyond that. And then I thought to myself, who would be uh, within the Freedom Caucus, as well as Freedom Caucus adjacent members that would want as a Speaker of the House? And uh, obviously, first and foremost, it would be Jim Jordan. But what we saw was essentially a fight, and it was a four-round fight. First up was Scalise. Uh, it took us 24 hours to essentially uh, neuter him, if you will. And then round two, we saw uh, Jim Jordan. So the response there was obviously the Unipart. I, I call them the China, the CCP first and the Ukraine first Republicans decided as a response to go ahead and block Jim Jordan. And then they, pro then they proposed uh, Tom Emmer, which I think it was about five or six hours it took us to go ahead and castrate him. And that's when they decided, you know what, uh, particularly after President Trump made that post on Truth Social. I was actually in the halls of Congress yesterday uh, as this was transpiring outside of the, the conference. 
And it was pretty evident that that post really neutered Tom Emmer's chances at becoming speaker. Stay right right there. Uh, Ivan, we're going to be right back to you in just a moment. When I invented MyPillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition MyPillow. The Giza Elegance MyPillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, Thanks America! Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back, the my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, my pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a my pillow or not, you need to get the brand new my pillow 2.0. Call or go to mypillow.com now. Use your promo code and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better and cooler too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit mypillow.com. In we're back on the Stone Zone, and I'm with my good yeah, friend Ivan. Well, uh, uh, the fact that MSNBC, Bill Crystal, Mitt Romney, and Adam Kinzinger are all opposed to uh, Speaker Mike Johnson tells me he's absolutely the right man for the job. <laughs> right, I'm he's also- probably fantastic if that's the case. 
uh, I'm also encouraged by something you just heard Matt Gates say. Not only will he be more aggressive in pursuing the truth uh, and justice in the Hunter Biden Biden crime family matters, but although he voted for the first Ukrainian aid package, he does not seem inclined, unlike Kevin McCarthy, to ship more billions of essentially unaccounted for dollars uh, to that war. And he's clearly opposed to lumping aid uh, to uh, Gaza, 100 million, uh, with aid uh, to Israel, uh, with aid to Ukraine into one package, uh, a very bad uh, idea. Uh, and um, before we get your take on this, we got a very short video. I really like this. Here is Mike Johnson on the issue of censorship. What you've documented carefully in the Twitter files are a couple of key facts. You'll hear, people will hear a lot of things today, but this is what they need to know. The federal government, from Democrat members of Congress to intelligence agencies, including the FBI, used Twitter and other social media companies to censor Americans' speech. If the alarm bells are not going off, then you're not paying attention. Over the past three years, documents show, they prove what you guys have, have uncovered here. Is there's communication between Twitter and the FBI. It was constant. It was pervasive. Twitter was basically an FBI subsidiary before Elon Musk took it over. The Twitter files revealed that by 2020, Twitter was engaged in open information sharing with the intelligence community, and now we know there were many intelligence agencies apparently involved in this. The FBI pressured Twitter to act on election-related tweets leading up to the 2022 election. Of course, they did it in 2020 as well, and Twitter dutifully censored content as a result. Twitter executives restricted accounts. They censored speech that conflicted with the left's narrative. Twitter has used its internal tools to control and manipulate uh, considered, speech considered misinformation, and who was determining that? It was the government bureaucrats. Documents show that Twitter used visibility filtering to restrict certain accounts and posts and removed people from the platform altogether. The Twitter files should be a matter of bipartisan concern for every member of Congress and every American citizen because it is a bedrock principle of our constitutional system that the government does not get to decide what speech is acceptable or true. Under the First Amendment, Americans have a right to speak freely regardless of whether their speech upsets the preferred narrative. In fact, that's when it needs the most vigorous protection. Everybody on the left used to believe in that, or at least they purported to. Government and media fact-checkers frequently get things wrong. The American people can't and shouldn't rely on so-called experts to be the arbiters of truth, disinformation boards, and the like. It doesn't matter what political party you're, you're in. Government should not suppress important debates in public discourse. Gentlemen. All right. Nobody has been, uh, has been censored more than Ivan Raiklin and myself. <laughs> uh, Ivan, uh, what do you think are the priorities uh, for the new speaker? Let's start there. Yeah, if I may just briefly, just to continue what you introduced to the show with, is that you need to understand that he's a much stronger speaker. We've upgraded massively. A couple of things he didn't mention is that recently Louisiana just elected a new governor uh, by the name of Jeff Landry. And so now you have a Republican trifecta that provides essentially top cover. In addition, Jeff Landry, the current attorney general in Louisiana, was the co-plaintiff in the Missouri versus Biden lawsuit, which specifically hits on the censorship. And I've been essentially, I think, to every single hearing of the judiciary and the weaponization short of one. Uh, this this uh, cycle. And Mike Johnson has been the most vocal, eloquent, and really most hard-hitting member of that Judiciary Committee alongside with Matt Gates, exposing the lawless First Amendment, just complete overreach. It, 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 it's beautiful to see, particularly someone that came into Congress in 20, January 2017, so he has seen the entire six years of weaponization by this DOJ against not only President Trump, but subsequently when big tech started the massive censorship scheme against you, me, and the rest of us after the midterm elections in 2018. 
He is the institutional knowledge and understands all the all of the players. He says senior executives. I think he knows those names. The names that he's referring to in terms of senior executives and the FBI are Brian Auten, are Joseph Pienka III, are the Elvis Chans of the world. He did mention Elvis Chan uh, in one of the hearings. So he is by far, when I went down that list before we went to break, the best person suited to take on the gavel of speaker, in my opinion, it, uh, is Mike Johnson because it allows Jim Jordan to remain with that continuity of effort against the DOJ and the weaponization of the DOJ and the FBI from Jim Jordan's perch as the chair of judiciary and the chair of the weaponization committee. This only strengthens our position to go ahead and do the necessary body check against the deep state actors, particularly in the DOJ and the FBI. Uh, do you think uh, Speaker Johnson will keep the commitment made and broken by Kevin McCarthy to release uh, all government footage uh, of the events of January 6th? Yeah, so uh, a lot of people are asking me that. I think that on balance, the answer is yes, but it will be a continued internal struggle and fight because I, I am of the opinion that Kevin McCarthy became the speaker uh, uh, because he had an agreement, and this is maybe just speculation, he must have agreed with uh, Nancy Pelosi that he would continue to cover for what happened on January 6th. I'm of the opinion with massive amounts of evidence that it was a Fed direction, and I've been providing a lot of this evidence to the House Admin Committee Subcommittee on Oversight, uh, which is chaired by Barry Loudermilk. And as I communicate with them more and more, they are uh, giving strong indications based on who they're bringing in to testify that they're really hot on the trail in fully exposing Nancy Pelosi. She essentially conducted that facilitated unlawful entry into the Capitol. And I'm of a stronger opinion that it was in a direct response to my suggestion to Kevin McCarthy and Mike Pence's chief of staff, Mark Short, that what they should have done on January 6th was to hold during the objections, a vote to take place and then uh, vote one state, one vote rather than a one person, one vote style of vote. And had those two decided to do that in the joint session, we would have had a completely different result because the political makeup of the majority state delegations in the House at the time was uh, was 27 Republican, 20 Democrat, three tied up versus the, I think the 222 Democrats on an individual basis. Uh, so it would have been up to Mike Pence to determine whether or not he was going to allow those one state, one vote uh, construct versus one person. But we never got to that because Nancy Pelosi decided to conduct that unlawful Fed surrection. Yeah, I uh, most people don't know, but uh, if no candidate for president uh, gets the required 270 electoral votes, then in that instance, the election is thrown to the House. Uh, and under that uh, construct by law, uh, it is one state, one vote. So if uh, a given state has a majority of its delegation who are Republicans, Republicans would cast that vote. Uh, I don't know about the legality of doing it in connection with this uh, last uh, election. Uh, unlike you, yeah, I don't have... Well, I argued that you lawyer. could do that on the objections and it would... Again, it's unclear. The Electoral Count Act is not clear on how you vote on the objections. It doesn't say you want vote one person, one vote. It doesn't say you vote by delegation. So that is silent in the Electoral Count Act, and it's also silent, almost silent, in the 12th Amendment. The 12th Amendment only discusses that majority or the one state, one vote construct 
as it applies to a contingent election when somebody, like you said, does not have the requisite majority of votes. But then it really would that adjudicative determination would have rested with the presiding officer had it been presented to him if there was a conflict within the House. And I argued that it was clearly within the uh, authority of the presiding officer to make that determination, not unilaterally, but should the majority state delegation chair, in this instance, it would have been the majority leader, uh, excuse me, minority leader at the time, uh, Kevin McCarthy, who represented the majority state delegation, I guess, leader, uh, to present that before him after holding that two hours of debate, discussion, voting in that manner, and then presenting it before that joint session body. Uh, but that never happened, even though that was, I did convey that directly to Kevin McCarthy. I messaged him that. Uh, no response. And I also communicated that to Mark Short, Mike Pence's chief of staff. Uh, and I also advocated for that as a potential uh, option on different you know, podcasts. But obviously, we know what happened. And my my guess is that January 6th occurred the way it did uh, in terms of an entrapment, etc., was a direct response to block that potentiality from taking place by uh, Nancy uh, Pelosi. Excellent point. So uh, Republicans now in a majority in the House, uh, Democrats in majority uh, in the Senate, but the leadership of the Capitol Hill police remains the same. Uh, I know you have strong feelings. Uh, we we're, let, let's. Let's start on this. We'll have to cut away to a commercial break, but then we'll come back to you to finish it. Uh, hold forth. Go ahead. Yeah, so I think the most important thing, other than the allocation of the six-plus trillion dollar annual budget to the global economy for the Speaker of the House, the second most crucial part that people don't understand is the insider baseball game on covering up what I call the coup of January 6th, Fed surrection, other people call it. And that is that was able to be conducted because of control of the Capitol Police Board and then the fourth member of the Capitol Police Board, which is a non-voting member known as the U.S. Capitol Police Chief. And then the fifth most important person in that construct is the General Counsel of the United States Capitol Police. And I'm not sure when we're going on break, but then we, we could break that down further uh, if you want to take that break. Uh, we'll, we'll keep going until uh, until uh, our break music comes up. But uh, I, mean, I think you raise an, uh, an excellent point. Uh, the Democrats would obviously just like to move on the false narrative that they work hand in glove uh, to perpetrate with the fake news media. Uh, they certainly didn't scratch the surface on January 6th. Uh, for example, in their January 6th hearing, a woman named Cassidy Hutchinson perjures himself, claiming that, uh, that President Trump ordered Mark Meadows to call me and General Flynn on the 5th to find out what was happening on the 6th. That is a lie uh, that he later called us to determine uh, what had happened at a meeting in a war room at the Willard Hotel. If there was a war room in the Willard Hotel. I don't know about it. Yet another lie. I believe these lies will all ultimately be proven. We're going to cut away for a commercial break and we'll be back with Ivan Reitlin, uh, indefatigable truth teller and American patriot. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I tried My Coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. 
I spent the last four months doing my due diligence and this family owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever gonna have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. This is Roger Stone. You know, Winston Churchill loved a good cigar. So did Jack Kennedy, Mark Twain, and other notables. Whether you're an occasional cigar smoker or a regular cigar smoker, you need to know about My Patriot Cigars. These are premium handmade cigars out of Nicaragua made with 100% long filler tobacco aged at least three years to give you the best possible smoke. Go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use promo code STONE and you get 15% off. There's also free shipping for orders over $100. Every box of cigars comes with a $10 e-gift card for your next purchase. Yes, it's a premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. Go to MyPatriotCigars.com and don't forget to use the promo code STONE. Well, folks, I'm a coffee, smoke, uh, coffee drinker, uh, so I strongly urge you to try my coffee by going to my store and using promo code STONE, and then go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use promo code STONE there. These are the highest quality premium Nicaraguan cigars that you will find. Uh, now we're returning to my good friend, Ivan Raikland. So uh, Ivan, how can the new speaker affect the makeup uh, of the Capitol Hill Police Board so we may finally get the truth about what happened on January 6th? Right, so the key component right now is we currently have a U.S. Capitol Police Chief by the name of Thomas Manger, and he was appointed in July 23rd of 2021 by Nancy Pelosi's speaker, and then uh, Schumer's, uh, excuse me, Nancy Pelosi's House Sergeant-at-Arms and Chuck Schumer's Senate Sergeant-at-Arms. And so literally what we need to do is remove the loyalist for those two, which is Manger, U.S. Capitol Police Chief, and replace him. I suggest that maybe we reinstate Chief Sun, the previous Capitol Police Chief, since he has the uh, interest, I think, at this point in exonerating himself and showcasing based on his interviews with Tucker Carlson 
of showcasing that it was Nancy Pelosi, her sergeant at arms, and potentially others that literally created uh, the opportunity at a minimum and more than likely intentionally created that facilitated breach into the Capitol to be able to remove Sund uh, and punish him. And we hear a lot of the same stories from Tarek Johnson, who's a U.S. Capitol Police whistleblower. But to answer your question, the way we are able to shape the Capitol Police and the Capitol Police Board is with a new speaker. So now this new speaker ideally would appoint somebody that knows the entire deep state apparatus uh, over the course of the last at least seven years. And that the, the singularly best person that I can think of to be the sergeant at arms at this point in our country's history or uh, at this time is Cash Patel. He wrote the book Government Gangsters. He was with Devin Nunes exposing it very early, the Russia, Russia folks, because a lot of these individual actors are very similar. One of the 51 that provided cover for the Biden criminal syndicate when he signed off and said it was had all the earmarks of a Russian information campaign, he became the staff director of the J6 Select Committee later on subsequent to that. A guy by the name of David Buckley, former inspector general for the CIA under Brennan. So you see all these incestuous relationships of all these criminal scum within the previous national security apparatus, current, etc., that need to be brought to heel. And uh, Cash Patel is in that best position. Now, the other thing that is important to note is that Cash Patel also mentioned a couple days ago that the House Sergeant at Arms has subpoena power. And the House Sergeant at Arms has inherent subpoena enforcement power on the behalf of the House uh, Speaker. And what does that mean? If you leverage and exercise that to the maximum political will, that means you literally have the same authority as a law enforcement entity, meaning if you subpoena Hunter Biden or Merrick Garland or Christopher Ray Epps or Nancy Pelosi or Ray Epps or John Sullivan, and the list goes on, the 39 that unmasked Flynn, the 51 that provided cover for the Biden criminal syndicate, all those involved in the Eric Cheramello whistleblowing, their attorneys, I mean, the list goes on and on. I think you and I know that those lists. Well, why doesn't he compel them? And if they fail to show up, then they get the I like to call it the Roger Stone and the Steve Bannon swatting, the Hardy's raid of Mike Lindell treatment, the Roger Stone live streamed raid treatment for all of them. They set the precedence, and I think we need to go ahead and conduct a boomerang. Well, we should certainly have, at a minimum, uh, one standard. Um, I agree with your assessment that Cash Patel, who's been on this show several times, is exactly the right man for the job. He's a former uh, acting director of the Defense Department. He's worked as a prosecutor. Uh, he worked for the National Security uh, uh, Office uh, as an advisor to President Trump. Right. He's if I may, the relevant experience that he brings to the table you mentioned is chief of staff for the Secretary of Defense on January 6th. So he understands that perspective of January 6th. Number two, he worked as the uh, you mentioned at the Department of Justice and supporting special operations. It would be nice for him to then hire members within his staff that were recently pushed out of the military because they did not, they declined the illegal unlawful jab mandate. I'm talking about tier one special operators that would be ready, willing and able to perform and enforce those subpoenas. And then one last thing about the Sergeant Arms. On January 3rd of 2024, the chair of the Capitol Police Board switches from the Senate Sergeant at Arms to the House Sergeant at Arms. So at that very moment, Cash Patel Sergeant at Arms would have an outsized role in removal 
of the U.S. Capitol Police chief, as well as replacing him with somebody that's uh, friendly to truth and justice, and then have that individual remove the current general counsel, Thomas DeBias, so that we're in a position to start to expose not only the J6 footage, but expose and release all internal communications in the run-up to January 6th and on January 6th and subsequent that will showcase the political political persecution of every single J6 defendant. And, and, and as it applies to today's discussion with this and the Speaker of the House, I want to note that Owen Schroyer was just incarcerated, I believe it was yesterday or today, and he is incarcerated as a political hostage in Mike Johnson's congressional district. I actually went into the office today to make sure that and remind their staff that that is the case. And there's a massive opportunity for, for Speaker Mike Johnson to continue to elevate the discussion, not only from his perch when he was on judiciary, but now as the Speaker, to push back against lawless, not only executive branch actors, but these toxic, feckless cowards that acquiesce from the judiciary to the Department of Justice's request to incarcerate individuals like Owen Schroyer. And I, I think Mike Johnson is in a very good position since one of the individuals incarcerated in his district is a prime example of political uh, being a political hostage. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, as I understand it, Owen Schroyer never entered the Capitol. Correct. So he Owen actually was outside the Capitol trying to de-escalate. Right. So he's being prosecuted, prosecuted for his words spoken outside the Capitol. Absolutely. And it even though the judge says that this is not about political speech and First Amendment, if you go through the charging document, he went through it in a 40-minute video that he just posted up on his Twitter this morning. Uh, it, it, him and his attorney, um, Mr. Norm Pattis, go through the entire document and explain how at every instance, it's literally the speech that he, he made. Words uttering numbers. Seven, one, 1776 was considered in his sentencing. Uttering words such as what we see on the Virginia state flag, which in Latin is six semper tyrannis, but in English it's down with tyrants. Those words that Owen Schroer used outside of the capital restricted zone were used in order to sentence him to 60 days incarcerated. Absolutely disgusting. Hopefully Jeff Landry uh, will get involved somehow uh, at the state level to apply pressure as well as Congressman, now Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. This is a great opportunity to uh, showcase the weaponization of our current government. I want to get this exactly right. As you know, I co-hosted a show with Owen Schroyer for 18 months uh, at InfoWars. I consider him a friend. Uh, he, he and I prayed together for my family uh, when I was going through hell. I've certainly prayed for him and continue to do so. Uh, did Owen Schroyer assault anybody? No one. Did Owen Schroyer destroy any private or public property? Nothing at all. He, in one instance, he was silent, silent with a piece of paper on his face. And in another instance, he was trying to de-escalate the fervor and passion of the crowd. So his, his sounds and some people consider noises coming out of his mouth were well within his First Amendment rights. And that's what he was criminalized for. Why? You and I know why he was. Because he's a very influential uh, media uh, personality 
that has been exposing the lawless and illegitimate executive branch, uh, particularly headed up by the what I call the Chinese Communist Party's ambassador to the U.S. squatting in the White House. Also, Big Pharma's ambassador squatting in the White House. He's dual-hatted. I'm talking about the guy Biden that barely can utter a sentence coherently. So I want to give uh, folks uh, a little more flavor uh, for uh, Speaker Mike Johnson. Uh, here is a, a terrific uh, short video of Mike Johnson with Secretary of Homeland Security, uh, Mayorkas. Let's roll this. Yeah, I was there in the crowd. <laughs> Article 1, Section 2 of the Constitution itself expressly states that the sole power of impeachment belongs here to this House. And then Article 2, Section 4 says... Listen to the language carefully. It's expressly written in the Constitution. This is not political talking points. We're not making this up. It says in Article 2, Section 4, that the President... Secretary Mayorkas, we have the frustrating responsibility on this committee of providing oversight of your agency, but I have to be honest and tell you, I'm not sure exactly what you do at the Department of Homeland Security other than great harm. On your watch, the data is pretty clear. We've had record levels of illegal immigration, a rapid decline in deportations, skyrocketing fentanyl deaths across our country, and the Secret Service, which is a DHS component, can't determine who left cocaine at the White House. Uh, that was uh, the video that we meant to play. Uh, this demonstrates, I think, uh, a feistiness, uh, a willing to fight uh, by uh, the new speaker. Um, I guarantee you uh, that in the salons of the deep state uh, in Georgetown right now, there is much unhappiness about the fact that they were unable to insert their man, Tom Emmer, uh, who would have been indistinguishable, uh, completely indistinguishable from Hakeem Jeffries uh, in terms of his attitudes regarding all of the issues that you and I care about. Uh, let's go back to that other video uh, that you, uh, that I think you were there for. Uh, this is Mike Johnson on the question of the Biden crime family. Article 1, Section 2 of the Constitution itself expressly states that the sole power of impeachment belongs here to this House. And then Article 2, Section 4 says, listen to the language carefully. It's expressly written in the Constitution. This is not political talking points. We're not making this up. It says in Article 2, Section 4 that the President shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. My friends, I just listed a, just a small sampling, just the tip of the iceberg of, of the credible allegations and the mounting evidence that shows that Joseph Biden has engaged in bribery schemes, pay-to-play schemes. This is what the evidence shows. We have to follow it. We took an oath to uphold the Constitution. The Constitution requires this action. The inquiry is the appropriate step. We have no choice to pursue the facts wherever they lead, and we will leave no stone unturned. Uh, I guarantee you that that is causing great consternation uh, in the uh, watering holes uh, of Washington, D.C. tonight. Uh, I believe that uh, Speaker McCarthy was going through the motions uh, when he appointed a, 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 an inquiry, an inquiry, took Nancy Pelosi five days to vote articles of impeachment against Donald Trump on the basis of no evidence whatsoever. And then the second time on 
fabricated. There wasn't even alleged crime or misdemeanor in the first articles of impeachment as written. Zero. They were unconstitutional in and of themselves because they didn't meet the threshold of what is required in the Constitution. Uh, so do you think Speaker uh, Johnson has uh, the courage to press forward uh, with an impeachment of Joe Biden? I think so. I mean, he, he's shown it to be the case. Now, granted, Kevin McCarthy is going to try to block it. But I think we need to continue our pressure on Kevin McCarthy to push him to resign so that that influence is no longer there. We need to possibly move him to not only apologize, but potentially have him expelled for what Matt Gates exposed uh, yesterday, that he was stabbing three of the members of his conference in the back so that they wouldn't become uh, the speaker. So I think we need to escalate against McCarthy, thus leaving the opportunity open for Speaker Johnson to go ahead and escalate against this lawless executive branch. All right, we're going to cut to a commercial break. We'll be right back with our good friend, Ivan Rickland. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The My Pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever My Pillow 2.0. <gasps> wow, it's so soft and smooth. It's cool to the touch. How did you do that? Well, we took My Pillow's patented bill and combined it with this new technology that we didn't have back then when I invented My Pillow to bring you the best pillow in history, MyPillow 2.0. Just like all of you, I never imagined that MyPillow could get any better. That's why I haven't changed it in nearly 20 years. Then I heard about a revolutionary new technology and I knew I had to bring it to you all. MyPillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of MyPillow. The MyPillow 2.0 is cooler and softer than the last MyPillow. It is so comfortable to sleep on at night. I look forward to going to bed and I wake up well rested in the morning. Sleep is all about temperature and height. MyPillow 2.0's patented adjustable fill is gonna give you the exact individual support you need from your head to your bed. And now here's where it gets even better. We've all experienced those temperature-related sleep interruptions where you get too hot, you toss and turn, you flip your pillow over to the cool side, well, all that's gone with my brand new MyPillow 2.0 cooling fabric that's made with temperature-regulating thread. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. My solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made my towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. 
This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com All right, we're back in the Stone Zone. I would send my good friend Ivan Raikland one of these revolutionary MyPillow 2.0 pillows, which have a proprietary cooling technology uh, built right into the pillow. But I don't actually believe he ever sleeps, to be quite honest with you. I think <laughs> he virtually works around the clock. Uh, he is outspoken. Uh, he's extraordinarily articulate. He has a better knowledge of the rules and the history. Uh, I can't even imagine how many hours you have spent padding around the halls of Congress meeting with key staff members as well as members. So, uh, Ivan, our, our hat is off to you. Nobody works harder for freedom uh, than you do. Uh, if there is a weakness, uh, and it's not a uh, it's not a philosophical weakness, but what uh, what Kevin McCarthy and his henchman Tom Emmer were excellent at was shaking down special interests. They were superb at building multi-million-dollar PAC funds that they then skillfully used to block America First candidates in Republican primaries. Uh, someone said to me, name them. Okay, uh, J.R. Majewski uh, in Ohio, uh, uh, who has only recently been exonerated, told the complete truth about his military record, was maligned by the Associated Press, uh, has ultimately been given the medals that he deserves. Uh, or Laura Loomer in her valiant charge for Congress uh, in Central Florida. Uh, or Mike Crispy, who challenged uh, uh, Chris Smith, uh, the calcified Republican who's been in office since 1978. Uh, all of those candidates could have won. All of them would have been solid Trump supporters. Uh, but McCarthy and his henchman, Emmer, uh, used uh, their financial uh, oomph, uh, along in many, many other districts, to elect Right, many others. Jerome Bell, Joe Kent, others. Excellent examples. Uh, uh, well, the one thing that uh, Speaker Mike Johnson has not been has been a prodigious fundraiser. We're going to have to help him for that because he's going to need the money to keep his majority. I would venture to say he is now deep state enemy uh, number one. Uh, and uh, today, in my opinion, it's a very, very exciting day. Uh, going on uh, X, it used to be known as Twitter, uh, and seeing those uh, who share most of our views, Ivan, but who criticize Johnson uh, as a 45 year uh, of someone who's been the political arena, you will never find any person with whom you have 100 percent agreement. It's just not possible. Uh, but on every issue, whether it is a pro-life, whether it is the transgendered uh, agenda, uh, whether it is censorship, uh, whether it is holding the Biden's uh, responsible for their epic corruption uh, and their crimes, whether it is getting to the bottom of what really happened on January 6th. I would remind people, Mike Johnson uh, is a protege of Jim Jordan. He voted for Jim Jordan for speaker uh, on every ballot. Uh, and when the left tries to say, well, he voted against the certification of the election uh, of Joe Biden, sorry, a bunch of your members voted against the certification of the election of George W. Bush. So why? I respect so Mike Johnson more for objecting, because I at at that time in the in the era between December twenty third and January sixth, 
that was the moment in time where I had communicated to certain members of Congress uh, that th they were obligated to object because those states conducted their elections not in the manner in which the state election or uh, the election law mandated, which is a mandate by the state legislature, as referenced to in Article Two, Section One, Clause Two of the Constitution. He realized it, recognized it, and so he felt the need to go ahead and object to certain states. And that was the do that was the rightful thing to do. Those that did not object, in my opinion, were the ones that were violating the Constitution. And I, I don't know, may, maybe we'll come to a point if all my dreams come true and the plan that I laid forth over the last two and a half years, we can get to a point where Speaker Johnson, at the conclusion of all this, says, you know what? On January 6th, we did not have a quorum because Mike Pence and Pelosi didn't allow it because of COVID, right? And then because of that, why don't we just go ahead and actually hold a new uh, version of the joint session, this time with a quorum, and lay out the evidence before the entire public and to hear and see and go through that process of actually objecting to those states. And if enough states are objected to, then maybe we can go through a 12th Amendment process contingent election and then determine who the rightful winner of the 2020 election should have been. Notice how Hakeem Jeffries today in his speech had to say again, oh, resident Biden is the legitimate winner of the 2020 election. They know that's not true, and they have to continue to reiterate that lie in the court of public opinion to try to continue to convince the lemmings of the country that that is the case. But they're losing the narrative because the FBI is no longer in a position to carry their water and manipulate uh, the entire country because thank thankfully Elon Musk allows us to have a little bit of free speech. Uh, well, unfortunately, as I learned the hard way, when you point out that Article 2 of the Constitution grants to the state legislatures the ability to award the Electoral College votes to a presidential candidate based on the results within that state, you are falsely accused of advocating the adoption of fake electors, a word I never once ever used. Uh, that is historically, nope. legally, uh, and, uh, uh, and constitutionally absolutely correct. All right. Unfortunately for my good friend Ivan Rakeland, we are out of time. I want to thank him for joining us here on the Stone Zone. Uh, folks, please go by MyPillow.com and use a promo code STONE. It's how we keep the lights on here at the Stone Zone. Ivan, God bless you and go forward uh, in your Roger, God bless you too. You inspire me. I'll continue. Just don't call me at 2 o'clock in the morning anymore, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, uh, this has been the Stone Zone. Tomorrow, Greg Engstrom uh, joins us to talk about the election integrity issue with some shocking results in Pennsylvania that have national implications. You're not going to want to miss that show. So tune in tomorrow. Uh, you can find us at rumble.com slash Roger Stone. Until then, God bless you and Godspeed. Hello, everyone. I wanted to get in here and uh, interrupt this great show by my great friend, Roger Stone. And uh, what we have is we have the best special ever, exclusive to Lindell TV. And that is we have the, the everybody knows the towel sets, right? That's a six piece towel sets. If you go down to the radio podcast, we've got um, 
We've got our, right there they are, $29.98. We're closing them out. We're closing out the towels. We have our new Shapir long stable, our new design on the right there. Those are, that we're, those are on sale too. But what the exclusive for, for uh, our listeners and anyone watching Roger's show here, uh, you get, there they are. We're closing these towels out. Once they're gone, they're gone. They're only, I believe there's three colors left, six piece towel sets. This is what I wanted to do to help out all our great hosts here. And uh, Roger's one of the best. So use the promo code STONE and you get it for $29.98 for a six pack set. Otherwise you call this number 800-858-0402. Use that promo code STONE. Uh, my operators are standing by, you're helping my pillow. You're helping yourself with these great products and you and keep watching Roger's great show here on Lindell TV.